the scripture reading, as well as the text for this morning's sermon, are all from Gospel Luke, chapter 10, from verse 38 to 42. Luke, chapter 10, from verse 38 to 42. Let's read <clears throat> these verses together. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Mother, Mother, you are, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. So far with the uh, scripture reading. Now let's... Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Almost everyone's life is busy every single day. As a parent, you help your child with homework, prepare dinner, take a bath, and put your child to bed. You are busy with things to do with your family. Many of us may have a list of to-dos, honey-dos, etc. As a student, you are busy with school and homework. You are busy with sports and band. As an employee or employer, you are busy with work. As a church member, uh, office bearers of our church, you are busy with the youth group, school board meetings, committee meetings, consistory meetings, deacon meetings, home visit, and other church business. Those, as mentioned above, are all good things for us to do, to serve and glory glorify God. As Christians, we have many appropriate responsibilities. Sometimes, however, good things set in the way of better things when we fail to prioritize our activities properly. When we let ourselves be distracted by good stuff, then we miss out on the better things. It's well illustrated by the story of a mother and Mary, two sisters. Let's examine this story and see what Jesus' lessons is for us through this story. Therefore, I preach to you this morning under this theme, on the Lord as our top priority. 
We have two points to share. The first point, the contrast conduct of Martha and Mary. And the last point is the voice of the Lord and our lessons. Now the first point. Our story starts with that they went on their way. Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now, chapter 9, verse 51, tells us that Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus was on his way to the cross, on his way to death. It gives a turn to everything that follows. Luke does not say, but John's Gospel tells us that the name of this village was Bethany. It was close to Jerusalem. Martha was a sister, was the, the, the sister of Mary who anointed Jesus' feet with perfume. And the sister of Lazarus, who was raised from the dead by Jesus. That means that Martha, Mary, and Lazarus were from one family. Most likely, Martha was the oldest and the head of the house. Gospel John tells us that Jesus loved all three of them. However, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke does not say whether they were Jesus' disciples. Martha welcomed Jesus to her house, showing typical hospitality. At Martha's invitation, Jesus came to her house and she became busy serving proper food and drink to her guests. Hospitality, then and now, was an essential cultural norm in the Near East and a hallmark of the early church that followed Jesus. As such, it's essential in the biblical world and Luke's gospel in particular. Therefore, welcoming Jesus and all his disciples was a sign of receiving the message of kingdom of God, which is, that, which is what they proclaimed. To receive the messenger of Jesus is to receive the message of Jesus. So this verse tells us that Martha was a supporter of Jesus. She was doing a good thing by welcoming Jesus into her home. Meanwhile, Mary sat at the Lord's feet. The original Greek word used here to describe Mary means sitting next to. It encompasses the concept of closeness. So we get a picture of her sitting next to God, to God enjoying closeness and intimacy in his presence. Her posture, her posture is important. Sitting at the Lord's feet is an ancient tradition where a student would sit at the feet of someone in authority. So 
In Acts chapter 22, verse 3, we find that Paul was brought up and educated at the feet of Gamaliel, the rabbi in the Jewish law. Thus, her pasture indicates that she was a student while Jesus was a teacher. She submitted to his authority. She sat and listened. She was one of those who really listened to his words. However, Mary was doing something women were not usually allowed to do in the first century, becoming a teacher's disciple. Thus, women were exempted, exempted from the study of the law. We are not being told what Jesus was teaching. Whatever he said to Mary, she clung to his every word and listened intently to everything she said. He, he said. In other words, her attention was focused entirely on Christ and his every word. The word of the Lord so attracted her, it was as if she had been carried into another world. The cares of this life had departed, and she was all concerned with the words of a life that came from the Savior's heart leaps. Do you feel the peace in Mary's heart? She was at peace, content to listen to and be with her Lord. Her time with Jesus was more important to her than anything else. She was more concerned with being a good disciple than a good hostess. However, Martha was distracted by much serving, and she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. The portrait we see here is that Martha was very busy in her serving. Well, it's understandable since the disciples were most likely in her house as well. Therefore, she had to prepare meals for a considerable group, a number of people, at least 16. No doubt. She was trying to keep up with the social expectations of the time regarding how to treat honored guests. Distraction means to be pulled away from something. Martha was overburdened by all the work she had to do. Poor woman, we feel for her, don't we? If we use the modern kitchen language or term to describe Martha's work, the result might be somewhat like follows. She feels she could not possibly take care of all the details of this elaborated meal, appetizer, salad, meat, vegetable, dressing, bread, dessert, or maybe Sweden shower, Dutch croquette arranging guests around the table, and so on. 
is actually a very familiar picture of our lives in the 21st century. Every day, many different demands and concerns are vying for your attention. Every day, you feel pulled in another direction. Your job needs this, your spouse needs that, the kids need this, the house requires that, and so on. And you, we are so distracted and frustrated that we cannot seem to get anything done. We wear so many hats every day. We probably often feel like we have more caps, more caps on than our heads, don't we? Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to him, but Martha was pulled in many different directions. We know what that's like, don't we? You've experienced You've experienced head over heels, distracted by many jobs. You wanted help, but did not know where to turn. We've all experienced this too. In fact, we are all a lot like Martha. Martha was not involved in wrongdoing, bad things, of sinful activities. No. She was serving. In fact, she was serving Jesus. What's wrong with that? Martha's problem was that she was too seriously distracted in her serving. As a result, she missed what Jesus wanted her to do that afternoon. She missed the joy of sitting at, the, at Jesus' feet, enjoying his presence, and listening to his life-giving word. Martha was so overwhelmed by her distraction that she became angry at being left in the kitchen. She asked Jesus if he did not care that Mary had left her to serve alone. Serve alone. Serve alone was Martha's question in a nutshell. Martha was serving Jesus alone. And we are exhausted whenever we do that. Whenever we serve alone or in our own strength, we cannot tell how many times we have tried to serve the Lord alone without stopping to refresh ourselves in the presence of the Lord. But we need to know that recuperating in the presence of the Lord is as vital to our spiritual life as it is to our serving itself. The mother asked Jesus to command Mary, tell my lazy sister to come and help me in the kitchen. Of course, these are not our text exact words. But that is what Martha meant. Furthermore, Mary's gesture embarrassed Martha and humiliated the family. Imagine that. A woman 
sitting at the feet of Jesus like a man. For Martha, on this occasion, the woman's place was not seated as the guest, seated with the guests, but preparing meal for her guests in the kitchen. Martha felt that she had good reason to be she had a good reason to be annoyed. In her outburst of irritation, she found fault with Mary and Jesus for allowing Mary to sit there idly. Martha thought that Mary and Jesus were the problems. But the real problem was Martha's exclusion of Jesus. Martha served alone. But it was not Mary's fault. Instead, it was Martha's own fault. Martha also needed to sit at the feet of Jesus. But yet, she was so busy with the things that she did not have time for Jesus. It is the same problem we face today, brothers and sisters. As doers, we must be aware of this. We are sometimes so involved in doing things for Jesus Christ, just so intent on doing things for him, that we do not spend time in Jesus. We do not spend time in pure communication with him. We do not spend time listening to his word. We do not spend time in Bible study and prayer. Jesus had to refuse and not grant Martha. Martha's request. Jesus would not refuse Mary to sit at his feet. How could Jesus tell Mary to choose distracting, frustrating activities and services over the sweetness of sitting in the Savior's presence and learning from him? This leads us to the last point, the voice in Jesus in our lessons. Martha, Martha. Jesus repeats Martha's name as a gentle rebuke. The Lord answered, You are anxious and troubled about many things. So the truth is, Martha wasn't just upset that Mary wasn't helping. Actually, she was full of worries and concerns. We often blame someone for small things when we are just upset about many other unrelated things, don't we? Finally, we reach that saturation point and then we upload, or we can say you unload, download on whoever happens to be nearby. Likewise, just as the mother welcomed Jesus into her home, we do praise, we do praise worthy things. But the results of our busyness are often not good, along with stress, insomnia, headaches, and other physical symptoms. We become like a mother. We become so overwhelmed by our busyness that we become like her. We become self-centered, seeing only what we have to do in the 
whirlwind of our activities in the world. Even when we serve others, we're trying to include them in our busyness and make them anxious and troubled, as Martha tried to do with Mary. So our busyness and anxiety are contagious. We can become people who often make a demand on the Lord. We are too busy to fix our overcommitted life problem by making better choices. So we want the Lord to provide us with compensation to make things work out perfectly. Such as, Lord, please fix this problem for me. Lord, please fix that problem for me. It's how we actually pray. We don't act to solve problems. We want, we want help to maintain or even increase our ability to stay busy. Note that. He did not say that only one thing was right or important. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus did not condemn Martha for her service to him. What she did was neither wrong nor unimportant. However, there is only one true necessary thing. Martha was so involved and distracted by many things that she neglected this truly necessary thing. Only one thing, Jesus said, is really necessary. It is a portion Mary has children, has children sitting at the Savior's feet and listen, listening to his word. Martha thought she needed Mary's help. But what she needed was the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to know God does not need our service. Instead, we need him. So we need to have our minds and our hearts focused on one thing rather than being distracted by many things. When we sit at the feet of Christ and let him guide our lives, he gathers all the pieces together. Just as a magnifying glass focuses scattered rings of light into a single line. Jesus focused all the dimensions of our lives into a cohesive Godward direction. Jesus tells Martha, Mary has children a good portion. There are many things in life that you can choose brothers and sisters. Have you chosen the good portion as Mary did? With the limited time and resources in life, you have to choose something. So what will you listen to? What will you read? What will you watch? What will you study? How will you spend your time? You cannot do it all. 
at once. So you have to be selective. Mary decided to sit at the feet of Christ and learn from him. And it turned out to be the good portion she had chosen. This will help you make all the other right choices throughout the day and strengthen you to keep going forward. But first, you must learn from God and obey his word. Then you must sit beside Jesus and approach him in worship and prayer. For some, this passage tries to set up a choice for the reader. Do you choose to be Mary or Martha? Do you choose to sit down or do you choose to serve? But this is a false proposition. Here, it is not saying that Martha's choice was wrong, but Mary's choice was right, but that Jesus is with them here and now. And all we need is attention to him and a focus on him. That means that we do not have to choose between activism and contemplation. We must choose a balance that makes us whole, free of distractions and worries. We need to focus on what is essential in faith. Both are important, but you must allow your service to grow out of the way you sit. <clears throat> when you sit at the feet of Jesus Christ, learn from him, you will not serve Christ less, but serve him better. There is a time to serve and a time to sit quietly. And Jesus says, sit down first. In today's society, busyness is a means of avoiding facing the world's complexity. By staying busy, we never ask ourselves difficult questions. We keep ourselves busy. So we don't need to set priorities. But as Christians, as a covenant people, we need to slow down, practice the art of vigilance, wait, rest, and be ready to act when required. We may miss the most important opportunities if we are too busy and constantly running around. It is too easy for the church to become bloated with so many projects, programs, that we forget the most crucial purpose. The wisest thing the church can do is know that it is time to spot, to stop some projects or some activities. If the purpose of everyone serving Christ has become, has been lost. That is the time to fellowship with God, study, and listening to his word. Don't forget that only one thing is essential for all your busyness. It's not the next task on your to-do list. It is not to serve others, but to enjoy the Lord himself. 
Jesus tells Martha that Mary's good portion will not be taken away from her. Mary's time spent at the feet of Jesus will not be in vain. That are not something else. This or that dish of food, for example, is a portion that will never be removed from Mary, and for that matter, from anyone who copies her example. But Jesus implying that Martha's extremely zealous actions were being wasted. Therefore, her service would also be also be taken away, for her actions were of no lasting value. Why not? Why not? Because they did not derive from the center, from Christ's strength, presence, and guidance. When serving for Jesus Christ becomes a substitute for a relationship with Christ, it loses its eternal value. We should all ask ourselves, how often in your busy life have you sat quietly, quietly at the feet of Jesus and listened to his teaching? How often do you really come to the Lord and learn his ways? Do you have time in your busy schedule? When there is only a little time, are you really studying and listening to his word, or are you still busy thinking about other things? It is a matter of prioritize. While everything you do may be good, beneficial, and even related, you got to know that there is nothing more important than being with the Lord and learning from him. If you are so busy that you don't have time to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen and learn from his word, then you really need to be reevaluate your life correctly because your priorities have been misplaced. If all you know is to be busy, busy for church, for Jesus, and even too busy, you are really too busy. I heard this phrase recently, and it is true, so ran true in my heart as I heard it. If the devil cannot make you bad, he will make you busy. May we all learn something valuable from Mary's example and Jesus' teaching and take action to make things right. In this way, we can make the right choices. And we need to spend time with our Lord. Brothers and sisters, many of our busyness and distractions do stem from the noblest intentions. We want to serve our church, our Reformed community, no doubt about that. And we should. We want to serve God. We should. In fact, what would the church be without the mothers, the faithful who works in hospitality and serve to make the church a welcoming and well-functioning community? 
However, if all our activities leaves us with no time to be still in the Lord's presence and listen to His word, we are likely to feel anxious and troubled. We will most likely end up with a service that lacks love, lacks joy, and then resent resentment towards others. Both receiving God's word and serving others are vital to the Christian life as breathing in and breathing out is to breathing. Yet, we often forget to take a deep breath in. Instead, we usually try to serve without being nourished by the word of God, like expecting good fruit to grow from an unrooted tree. This is an exciting lesson about prioritization. God wants us to let go of those things that are not vital and not focus on them. It is this, it is this dividing line that can sometimes cause us distress. Martha felt obligated to be the hostess and serve everyone in this case. Maybe there is another way. Or it can be put off a little later. We are all careful about many things, but still bothered by many. But few things are worth the time we spend worrying about. God should always be our priority and is the most important. But too often, like Martha, our thought, our actions are focused on the things that really don't matter. Today, let's start making better choices about what we spend our time doing or worrying about. Sure, we need to take care of ourselves and our lives. But like Mary, let's stop worrying and sit back and listen to Christ as much as possible. Amen.